This is The Topic is Trek, episode 150, for Friday, December 8th, 2023. Coming up in this episode, Discovery is back! Almost. Real soon now. Trek is nominated for all the things. We love all Trek, but tonight we pick favorites. All that and more right now on The Topic is Trek. Trekking through 2023. Welcome to The Topic is Trek, the podcast that runs on impulse power. Join us for a journey where no show has gone before. If it has to do with Star Trek, there's a good chance we'll talk about it. Sooner or later, because on this show, The Topic is Trek. Engage already. I was trying to lip sync along with that, but it's like all those Shatnerish pauses that I have. I couldn't remember where I started talking again. Uh, well, hello, everyone. I am Clinton, one of your co-hosts here on The Topic is Trek for another thrill-packed episode of the show. And, of course, in order to be a co-host, I have to have other hosts with me. So, beaming in to join me, fresh back from special assignment Behind enemy lines, perhaps? Riza? Who knows? Is Mr. Craig Step? Groovy, baby. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I kind of <laughs> like it. I don't know. I can't even go? place it, so you win. <laughs> yeah, I won. It's hip. It's now. It's fresh. I like it. Right. It, yeah. it. It's a little close to who loves you, baby. That's well, right. A little bit. And as you can hear, even though he hasn't beamed in yet, I don't know how he does this all the time, is Mr. Chuck Tomasi. I've mastered sight to sight transwarp. Oh, you got that little transporter. Psh, psh. Yeah. <laughs> and we already have the, the peanut gallery chiming in here with listener Diane. <laughs> I'm entertained, not amused, but entertained. There you go. <laughs> well, I got, I'll share with you a little story real quick. So, not necessarily Trek related, but when we were on our trip, we were flying out to Germany, you know, you spend a week and on the plane, I'm watching a movie. Uh, I didn't really find anything interesting to watch, but uh, they had all the Indiana Jones on there. So I was like, you know what? I watch uh last crusade. So I start watching it. And so <laughs> we get to the scene where they're, the, they're in Berlin and they're doing the Burke burning and stuff. And Harrison nudges me and that dad, you can't be watching that because Germans on the people on the plane. <laughs> 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 you know, there's swastikas and everything. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. I thought so, you were going to uh, say you watched The Dial of Destiny and it was going to judge you harshly. But that's a, yeah, that's a story <laughs> for another day. Yeah. All right. Well, tonight on the show, we're going to be covering a lot of news stories. Uh, as you know, there's no new episode of Trek for a while now. We'll what? be talking a bit about, yeah, we'll talk a bit about that as well over the yeah. course of the evening. So I thought, well, this gives us a chance to do a bit deeper dive into all those stories I say are always in there. And yet, even with all that we're going to cover, there will still be stories we don't get to. 
So first things first, we of course have to ask Charlie if it's okay. So <clears throat> Charlie, is it okay to do subspace chatter? You are in error. You are a Whoa. biological unit. You are imperfect. Ooh, he does impressions <laughs> and music. <laughs> I'm impressed, Charlie. <laughs> I, I, I had no idea. You should do that more often. That's Who right. Things you just don't know about Charlie. X. 150 shows. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Chuck, you get to start us off here. All right. Last week during CCXP, Brazil's Comic Con Experience Convention, Paramount Plus had a panel about upcoming shows. This included a segment on the fifth and final season of Star Trek Discovery. During the panel, showrunner Michelle Paradise said that she would be somewhat of a tonal shift. There, there would be, sorry, there would that there would be somewhat of a tonal shift in the season. The season, this season, the nature of our serialized story allows us to have more episodic adventures. There will be a lot of action. A lot of adventure and a lot of fun. Oh boy, another musical. No. <laughs> I shouldn't say no, I don't know. Yeah. Singing Klingons, bring them on. Uh, we will also, as always, do in Star as we always do in Star Trek Discovery, explore meaningful themes as well. The family on board Discovery, the community, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Cooking with Klingons. No. Uh, that that Cooking would be with Oh, we got a cling a cooking show. Uh, that's another theme they can do on Discovery. Saru's Bob Ross artistry. <laughs> gonna gonna happy a, little. Uh, paint some yeah. seaweed over here. <laughs> <laughs> Just draw it down. Draw it. That's down. right. Well, uh, Sonequa Martin Green confirmed that the season was not originally intended to be the end of the series. I think that's the best kept secret, right? Or. Uh, Worst Cape Secret, saying, we had no idea it would be the last season when we were shooting. The team worked really hard afterwards to make the story uh, culminate and in an end to the entire series. And they showed a clip from season five, which fe- featured Burnham and Cleveland Booker. I think this is probably the same one that's online now. Mm-hmm. Uh, facing off against creatures that uh, looked like oversized flies, but they had the ability to split energy weapons and spines. Uh, the clip Obviously, also confirm uh, that we would be seeing book again. So that's like probably a no surprise to anyone either. Yeah, no. The actual premiere date for Discovery is still unknown. Actually, I thought it was April. Well, uh, yeah, but it's April, not April what? Oh, exactly. Beginning, yeah. middle, end? Yeah, so it's in April of 2024. And we have a link to the clip and uh, in the show notes for episode 150 over at thetopicistrick.com. Now, I wanted to talk really quickly uh, about, um, we mentioned CCXP. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll admit that that con has not been in my radar and not been in my radar in the past, but apparently in the past few years, CCXP, which is, uh, stands for Comic-Con Experience, has been attracting more and more entertainment studios, just like Comic-Cons in San Diego and New York. And I found an article from 2019 that already had stated that CCXP was becoming the new San Diego Comic-Con. And that <laughs> year, San Diego attracted 168,000 people, which is a lot. Right. I mean, I think it was 2000. 
Exactly, Eric, because 2017, DragonCon had 80,000. So right. 2019, San Diego had 168,000. Yeah, well, CCXP had 280,000. Wow. Are you kidding me? Wow. So next year, CCXP is scheduled for December 4th through 8th. And I'll be on the lookout for more Trek news from Brazil right around that time, because I've got a feeling we're going to get a lot more coming out of that con as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 280,000 people. That is a lot of people. Where do you put them all? Um, not in Hall H. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I was just, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> All, right, All right. So, uh, the nominees have been announced for this year's Critics' Choice Awards for Star Trek. Picked up and Star Trek picked up three nominations. So, Strange New Worlds is up for Best Drama Series, and the other nominees in the category are The Crown, nice. The Diplomat, The Last yeah. of Us, Loki, The Morning Show, Succession. And winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. Must have some Lakers fans out there. Yeah. Indeed. And Chuck, you got the next part of uh, the All nominations. Right. Celia Rose Gooding also picked up a nomination in the Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series for her portrayal of Ensign Uhura on Strange New Worlds. The other nice. nominees are Nicole, pardon me if I massacre some of these names, Nicole Bahari. From the morning show, Elizabeth Debicki from The Crown, uh, Sophia DiMartino from Loki, Karen Pittman from The Morning Show, and Christina Ricci from Yellow Jackets. And for the second time, Star Trek Lower Decks has been nominated for Best Animated Series. The other nominees this year are Bluey, which I didn't even know about until I saw the the balloon in the Macy's Parade. I hear about oh. it from a lot of friends who have little kids. Mm, I figured. Right. Yeah. Uh, Bob's Burgers, Harley Quinn, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, and Young Love. At first, I thought you said Scott Bakula Takes Off. No, it's a different thing altogether. <laughs> that's, a, that's the next Star Trek spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> now, I thought this was interesting. Website TrekMovie.com notes that Star Trek franchise accounts for half of the Critics' Choice nominations Paramount Plus received this year. The award ceremony will be live on the CW on January 14th. So good luck to Trek on that one. I'll have to tell yes. my brother I can't attend his birthday party that day. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't just, you know, have you know, have your phone tuned to the CW. <laughs> hey, did y'all watch Yellow Jackets? No. I have not seen it. It seems like it's kind of dark. Is Am I correct that it's um, dark? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that out of all those people, I'm not familiar with anybody except for Celia Rose, but uh, Christina Ritchie did a great job on that series. So I wouldn't, that'd, that'd be a hard contender for me right there. She did a great job. Well, you've, you've watched Loki though, right? So I'm not sure which actress yeah. this is, but you've, you've seen Loki. Okay. Yeah. She plays uh, a variant of Loki. Um, uh, she plays uh Silva. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sylvie rather who is a variant of Loki. So yes, she, she did a great job too, but I would say it's either Celia Rose or Christina Ritchie. She'll always be Wednesday Adams to me. Indeed. Yeah. Just like Indeed. Drew Barrymore will always be E.T.'s little girl. E.T.'s little girl. I had, I didn't know that part about it. Yeah. There was a pregnancy on the <laughs> my. He did have quite the belly, didn't he? Oh my. Wow. All right. Let's let's move on uh, from there right now. Because <laughs> on this show, the topic is track. 
<laughs> I can take us down a rabbit hole fast. <laughs> right. But we're not done with awards nominations yet because the no. Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films just announced their slate of nominees for its 51st annual Saturn Awards. And Star wow. Trek shows up a lot on that list because they hang around Saturn a lot, I guess. Hmm. There are way too many categories to mention all, and all their nominees in each category, but here is who and what was nominated for the Trekverse. Best science fiction television series included Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Best animated television series or special? Of course, that would be uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Ooh, for a minute there, I thought it was going to be something else. Best Very act- short tracks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Best animated series, Star Trek Picard. <laughs> <laughs> so confusing. Best actor in a television series, Anson Mount, Strange New Worlds, and Patrick Stewart Picard. That's and his new name, su- Patrick Stewart Picard. Yeah. Yes. And best supporting actor in a television series, Jonathan Frakes for Picard, Ethan Peck for Strange New Worlds, Ed for Picard, and Todd Stashwick for Picard. Best Supporting Actress in a Television Series includes Jess Bush for Strange New Worlds, Celia Rose Gooding for Strange New Worlds, and Jerry Ryan for Picard. And Best Guest Star in a Television Series, Amanda Plummer for Picard, and yep. Paul Wesley for Strange New Worlds. There's a lot of good names on there. Uh, yeah, and so the, uh, those awards are going to be uh, presented on February 4th. So if you have an event for the first one, Chuck, hopefully you can check out this second one here. Yes, I hope so. February 4th, marking my calendar right now. Okie dokie. There you go. Now, the DVD and Blu-ray sets for Strange New Worlds are now available and loaded with bonus materials. I uh, already read about a bunch of them. Uh, one of them has been widely publicized and is a d- deleted scene. I'm sorry I'm laughing about it because I've already seen it. Uh, is a deleted scene from Charade's episode in it, uh, Spock takes a piece of chewing gum. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm seeing this in my head again uh, from number one and does a few experiments. Uh, we won't spoil it from you, for you, of course, but uh, it is hilarious. And as you can tell, I'm laughing as I'm trying to talk about it. And Una just keeps apologizing. No, you don't want to do Oh, I'm sorry yeah. you did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, but... There is another deleted scene we haven't seen mentioned as much. It's actually an alternate take for the singing Klingons segment of the musical space, uh, subspace Rhapsody episode. Instead of singing uh, like a variant of a K-pop boy band song, uh, Bruce Horak and the backing chorus sing the same lyrics, but in a, a waltz style. It is an interesting alternative. Uh, we'll have we'll have a link to this uh, video, and it's from a it's from a tweet. I couldn't find it anyplace else, so hopefully the tweet stays up for this one. But you can find that in the show notes for episode one hundred and fifty over at thetopicistrek.com. And let us know what you think. I don't know if you guys had a chance to to watch this one. Yeah, I I think they made the right call. It because it was. It was almost a little too operatic, and that's what they had already done in parts of the show. So I thought just taking the Klingons, who have a totally different culture, and making it as ridiculous as possible with the K-pop style, I thought that was a better call than than the original, or or the the alternate. Right, and it wasn't, I think if it was actually opera, that might have been an interesting thing, but this really wasn't opera. Yeah. 
Plus, I like the dancing of, you know, the boy band dance mm. better than that. You know, they were kind of just flourish. The, the guys in the background were just kind of doing hand flourishes. Like, yeah, nah, not so much. It also is interesting at the very Actually, end of the. Yeah, go ahead. I was just thinking it kind of goes along with Klingon opera. Yeah, <laughs> so, maybe. I don't know. Actually, watching it, I don't know if I like it as much. I think the, the K-pop one was better. Yeah, that's, that's I think that is the right call. Yeah. Census. They could have gone to like, funny. you know, MC Hammer style. <laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, I want to see a longer version of the one we saw. You know, maybe that's on the disc. That'd be cool. Maybe, maybe so. Um, if it is, I'd probably buy it just for. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what else is on those bonus features, but if these two are any, any indication, it's uh, an interesting set of extras in that set. All right, what do we have next? We have news from the Star Trek cruise, which I also saw because Craig and I are going on the Star Trek cruise again. Yep. Uh, we got a little bit of information about the filming of season three of Strange New Worlds because in a video, Jonathan Frakes let people know that he would not be able to set sail with us in February Ugh. because he will be directing an episode of Strange New Worlds during that time period. He said that Armin Shimmerman and Todd Stashwick will be on the cruise to take his place, which is fine with me because I love them both. Todd did a magnificent job. Uh, he did Come Sail Away by Sticks at the karaoke and nailed it. He is also very funny on stage with the comedy. He was keeping up with, um, oh, I hate getting old and having these moments in my brain. Oh, I've had um, my, my Tony Newsome. He was keeping up with yeah, Tony. is quick oh, with yes. the wit. Oh, yeah. He oh, yeah. was yeah. like beat for beat going, no, you're not getting oh, away They were going me. back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Was, it was funny. Yes. And in, in the video, because I have a link to Jonathan's video as well as uh, Armin and Todd's. So Todd says, it's an opportunity you don't want to say no to. <laughs> I see what you're doing there, Todd. I see nice. what you're doing there. All right. Next up, this one comes to us courtesy of listener Diane. Hey. Right. Wait, wait. She gets a special ding, ding, ding. <laughs> All righty. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the game show to tell the truth, it features people with unique stories, jobs, or skills. But the, the twist is that panelists have to identify the real person among two additional people who are obviously imposters. Right. In hey, one, we can do that. Wait a minute. We can do that here. There's three of and, 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 yeah, one of us is a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> and so and in, they do this through asking questions. You know, yes. Are you this or do you, does your job involve blah, blah, blah. Can you tell me about your first experience at, you know, so it's, it's very revealing and, Boy, the 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 phonies are really good liars. Yeah I, yeah, I think I think what ends up happening is that they spend time with the real person and go over some basic knowledge about what that person does, so they can bluff their way through that. And then after that, it's really kind of an improv. If somebody sends you, you know, asks you a question that's out of left field, or or they really they know about that industry and they ask you something that's a very, you know, it, so what's a farrier? Like uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, someone who drives a ferry? No, yeah. it's someone who puts horses on a horse. You idiot! You lose. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, but they they don't well, they don't come right out and say that. They have to cast their vote at the end. So yes, yes. So in one 1972 episode, three people claimed to be Jack Kaufman, a taxi driver who played his coronet for passengers. Some passengers apparently liked it, and other ones eh, mixed about that. Not so much. 
Now, one imposter. Hey, was we know ben somebody who plays a saxophone like that at Dragon we, Con. In, at, but does he do it in the taxi cab? No. <laughs> he probably he <laughs> does. <laughs> we taxied him around in the truck and he hey. played his heart out. Let's put it this way. I went and put it past him. Mm. <laughs> well, enough of those careless whispers. Let's move on. One imposter was Dennis Zacker, a fashion photographer. Uh, and the other was a bearded man. Who came who out wearing be, a cowboy hat. <laughs> yes, who claimed to be a dog, duck, and squirrel photographer. His name was Brent Mintz. You might know him better as Brent Spiner. Hey, you know, he kind of looks like Data. I don't know. Y'all yeah, think so? I don't weird. see it. It's yeah, I'm it. not seeing it. <laughs> yeah, that's the same person. No, nope, <laughs> not seeing it. He kind of looks like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> See, at first I thought yeah. not only did he make up his occupation, which clearly he was just doing a riff, and I'm sure the people in the control booth were tearing their hair out, but I thought he made up the name. But Mintz actually was his name at that point. Um, in 1972, he was still using his adopted father's last name, but switched oh. back to Spiner in 1975. But as far as the photographer, of you know, I, I just don't think so. Now, we'll have a clip. We'll have a link to the, this clip, actually, the entire episode. So you can watch the second contestant come out as well if you want to on To Tell the Truth in this episode. Oh, it is the entire thing? Okay. Yep, the entire episode, minus the commercials. But I thought as a bonus, what we would do is we would throw in the first role you probably remember Brent Spiner from, of course, being that uh, unlucky hick on Night Court. So we've got, <laughs> we've got a link uh, to that, one of those episodes as well. Um, so that's 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 the first place I remember seeing Brent. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I thought he was hilarious. You might Bob Wheeler. That's it. That was his mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I thought that I remember watching that originally, and I thought that was hilarious. All right, and Craig, right. you're up next. All right. So if you have if you already have that perfect spot picked out for you, the uh, Star Trek Prodigy Playmates figures, you may not like this story too much. Due to what it calls lower than expected sales figures, the toy Aww. manufacturer has decided to stop production of Star Trek action figures and concentrate solely on starships and role play toy items like the Playmates Communicator, which I still haven't seen. Uh, website uh, trekcore.com, C O R, uh, is also reporting that a- another manufacturer, Super 7, is likely moving away from making its line of TNG action figures. Uh, do either of you collect any of the action figures or the larger statuettes or anything? No, but I'll bet prices just went through the roof. Yeah. Mm. I had a nice collection of the Mego stuff back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I did as well. I, I sold them and bought a camcorder back in the day. Oh. Um, I, I, yeah, I... Hey, I even had Spock's communicator console. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I someplace in the house, I think I still have the uh, the, the bird set. Um, yeah, I did have that too. That I, was awesome. I feel like one of the problems. Did someone well, say bridge? Yeah, <laughs> not that kind of bridge. He gets the deck um, of cards. I, I think it's it's weird because I don't know if you remember, but Playmates started off this line by first off they did Burnham and Saru. Burnham, I hardly knew her, but. <laughs> I'm just going to keep moving. But um, <laughs> the thing is that we were already in, you know, the 32nd century at this point, And it was 
first, you know, the blue uniforms with the gold piping. It's like, well, that's, I don't know if you're really, because I think people would like to have the more current one. And then they kind of did a retooling of some of their other figures for the second one. And the, we, we did, you know, of course, Khan was in there because Khan is always in there. I'm going, I, I just, I felt like people had had enough of that and really wanted something different. So the fact that they canceled it before they actually did the um, Prodigy, I think they should have led with Prodigy. I think that would have sold yeah. a lot better. Well, you know, Star Trek has had a rocky go at it with merchandise anyway. Stuff like, you know, like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's that? Uh, the toys that made us on Netflix, they go through a whole Star Trek thing and they talk about the rocky road of the Star Trek toys. So Bring back the Spock helmet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I had one of those too. <laughs> See, you should have kept that. It's canon I now. Kept it. I, yeah, it'd been worth. I would have made it. I could have retired by now. All right. So the next one, settle in for a minute here because we're going to do uh, business talk here. Yeah, yeah, business. Oh. So we've talked before about how the streaming industry is in a bit of a uh, free fall right now. Shall we say? I call it a rena- renaissance. Well. The latest way services are thinking about combating this is by combining two services together for a price that would be less than the price of each individually. You know, uh, like a cable bundle. Here we go again. Yeah. Well, a few weeks ago, the Wall Street Journal reported that Apple and Paramount are in talks to offer a package that would include both of their streaming services at an undisclosed discounted combo price. And they're not the only two studios thinking about these bundles. Netflix and Max may soon offer a similar bundle. Hmm. And C-SPAN and QVC are in talks. for Yeah, well, that, that nobody be, uh, watches. Nobody the Hallmark, watches cha- the Hallmark Channel and whatever the one is that shows the, uh, shows the Christmas things. Now, you're wondering, what's going on here? Well, for Apple, it's about getting content because Apple Plus has probably the smallest catalog of any of the streaming services. But essentially, they have the stuff that they But they have, they have some quality pieces in there. They have a few but gems. Not, but yeah, you're right. But you've, you can binge them and then psh, you're out. Oh, no. right. Yeah, no, I'm, I agree with you. I'm just we, saying. We, they we got Donna a new laptop. It came with three months of Apple TV. I'm like, yeah, that's we'll, that, we'll get everything we need in that time frame. Yep. Yeah. Now, Paramount, on the other hand, has movies and TV shows galore. And for Paramount, it's a way to uh, to deal with the underperforming subscriber growth and, I'm going to say it, a sinking stock price. In fact, Variety reports that many observers believe that Paramount Global may not be long for this world. Mm. So let's hope some of this stuff works. So like it or not, you may soon find yourself back in that old cable TV game of choosing the right bundle of channels. We didn't have an option for a bundle of channels before. They just said, pay us $100 and we'll give you three that you might like. Well, you have tiers, right? You could have you could have like one bundle or two bundles, which I think is going to happen now. If you've got these bundles, say, okay, it's cheaper to get Netflix yeah, and Max. Like would, yeah, you know. well, they would, they would kind of collude with the cable stuff. So you would get like Discovery and all the Discovery channels. Uh, and you may not want them all. You may, you just want. You know, well, so there, in my household, we always watch all of the uh, sports channels. <clears throat> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> that's right. So life has come full circle. We're now getting back yeah, to packages. That's what I say. Yeah, Here I, we go again. I pretty much describe it as also like the. When, remember when 
AT&T had to split up. Yeah. Now it's all consolidated back down into three companies. Yeah, pretty much. Those who yep. do not remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Indeed. <laughs> right. All right. What do we got next, Craig? All right. So we know that a lot of you may have already picked up the Lower Decks uniform on eBay, but we want to let you know that the website Hero Within has created an official Lower Decks uniform tunic. It is fully lined jacket that they described as having a premium construction and not a thin cosplay piece. Each jacket features an inner zipper enclosure, button snaps, and hidden zipper hip hip pockets. It uh, comes with animated command red operations gold and science navy, as well as live action uh, command maroon. Uh, you can also buy the com badge and pips as an accessories. The Hero Within website notes that the jacket is designed as a snug fit, like a uniform, and suggests that if there's any doubt, you should order uh, a size up. I'm sure there will be many snug fits on the cruise, if you know Indeed. what I mean. So, yeah. you know, this is this is the, um, we were just talking about merchandise, and I feel like this is one of them that probably very early on, I can't, I can't say for sure, right. but hero within probably approached Paramount about producing this stuff. Yep. And it's taken this long to get through the system. Oh, so, so that they're, they're now putting these things out and other people put them out as the episode was airing. Right. And it's, uh, one, another thing that I found online is you can get yourself a, a plushy whoopsie uh, um, if you want to. Not official, but you can get one. And, and I just feel like when you have a corporation that big, it moves so slow that you just can't turn this stuff around fast enough. Oh, how I know about that from my own personal job. <laughs> so I can't I do blame... like. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, please continue. I'm sorry. So I, I just can't. I can't help but blame. I mean, I can't. I can't blame anybody, including ourselves, who have gone to get that uniform. And there wasn't an official one. If there wasn't an official one, I certainly would have. It would have been a mix to look right. at. Right. Actually, I like. I do like this one. The liner inside says "Property of the USS Cerritos." <laughs> It's kind of cool. Right. Well, it has a lining in it. I mean, first of all, I mean, they, when they say it's, yeah. um, it's a premium jacket, it's, it's like a jacket. Yeah. Itself. Does yeah. that say $99? Yeah. Yes. Nice. Oh, Chuck's going to buy one for all of us. No, I, How nice. My, my closet is full. It's getting to the point where I have to decide which ones to take on a trip. Indeed. Yeah. Actually, I don't, uh, I don't dislike the one I got off eBay. Um, so I think it's the same ones you guys got. It's fine, but yeah, yeah I yeah. think, uh, I don't, so I don't need to rebuy it, but this would have, I would have spent the extra bucks if I think that this was a better quality though. And I, and I think, see, that's the problem though, right? Is that we already bought them. Right. And we don't need another one. Right. And this company probably got lots of requests for them. Now they finally were able to get through the entire process of, you know, first you have to design it, then you have approval. to get approval. Then you have yeah. to have a sample made. Then you have to get approval. Then you have to, you know, and by the time they did that, everyone has already bought one. The market was right. already gone. Yep. So hopefully that can improve. But, uh, you know, as we said, corporations, I just don't know. Yep. 
All right. What do we got next? Well, during an interview with friend of the show, Larry Nemechek, during his Portal 47 open house, director slash author Nicholas Mayer gave a brief update on production of the SETI Alpha 5 audio drama. It does not appear. Sounds like this. Yeah. This is SETI Alpha 5. There we go. <laughs> it's all done. <laughs> it does not appear to be at the recording stage yet. When asked by Nemechek, what my, is it Mayer or Meyer? Uh, Meyer, Meyer, Meyer. Meyer. Okay, yeah. Oscar. We'll Meyer. say we'll say Jones. How about that? I, my, yeah, Baloney <laughs> has a first name. It's O S C A R. Okay, that's right. Meyer thought about doing the script he had originally written for Paramount Plus as audio instead. Meyer replied, "I really love radio plays, and I'll tell you why I think they're cool. I believe that all great artistic media, with one arguable exception, rely on the success." rely for their success on something that they leave out. Paintings do not move. Well, except in Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. Music, possesses, too. <laughs> music possesses no intellectual content. Ooh, that's harsh. Words are just code on a page. It is the imaginary contribution of the audience that puts it all together. Wow. And to think we were making audio stuff plays. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> That's where I didn't put this in the show notes, but I had a I had an issue when they had this discussion because um, Nikki Poo, uh, Nikki Poo said that he he said, well, you know, it's it's not a it's not a podcast, it's an audio drop, it's a radio play, it's a radio play, you know. And Larry agreed with him, saying, yes, you know, a podcast that's one of those things where people sit around talking, right? And I let Larry know yeah. that um, I do a show that probably is going to take as, as long per episode to do as anything they're going to be doing. Yep. I've been doing it for 18 years, every yes. single episode. Oh, yeah. So please do not, you know, and I said, if I have to give it another name, I use audio theater because larry said well you know radio play I said no no radio play is worse because it's not going to be on the radio yeah no no it's never going to yeah. be on the radio it's it's yeah. audio and he said what about audio drama i said well the problem with audio drama for me is that people then think it's a drama and it's, it's like not. it's like musical comedy musical comedies are not always comedies it's very confusing so that's why i say audio theater yeah. Oh, I, my soapbox is getting too tall. Hold on. Let me uh, I think, no, I agree with you. I, I was just that when he, when you were reading this quote, uh, Chuck, I was thinking that when he said radio plays, I was like, I, he says, I really love radio plays. Like, wow. He's, he's really dating himself. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. Get with the times old man. Hey, well, he did the last same... time you listened to a radio play. Yeah. He did the same thing that I did. He did uh radio plays back in college on the college radio station, sure. which is, I did that as well. And, you know, I understood what he was talking about and that whole concept, but radio was calling it a radio play is just like saying, and I'm going to put it on the Victrola. Or I taped yeah. that show last listen. night. Yeah, exactly. Let's crank, let's crank this podcast out on the Victrola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't do that. Yeah. Uh, no, no, little no, no, no. We, even the little rascals, we, got, we don't have the budget for that. No, no. All right, we have no news out of Vulcan, Alberta, Canada this time around because all the news is just about the upcoming Amazon wind farm. And there's just so much of that we can <laughs> can take. <laughs> 
Well, we have links to an additional 85 stories. I know we covered a lot of news tonight because we had the time to do it, but 85 more stories that you can pour through. Exactly, Eric's. And this, you know, they're sorted by different types of things. So you can look for whatever you want in there. And um, we've got stuff from classic Trek. We've got stuff from the movies, streaming, stuff about games, all, all sorts of things in there. So be, be sure to check those out because it's, it's, there's a lot of good, uh, lot of good stuff in there. All right. So that said, it's now going to be time for my favorite part of the show. And that's where I get to say <clears throat> goodbye, Charlie. Let's wrap this up, shall we? No, Charlie, no, stop that. I want to stay, 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 stay. He, he played a Charlie. <laughs> he, he, he is very good at those impressions, so I've got to say. That's right. It's, just, it's a talent we just never knew Charlie had. Oh, Save it up for Christmas. Wait a minute. So listener Diane says, I agree with your comments, but in other countries, there are still many radio plays. Oh, oh the BBC. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think uh, when the last few years, didn't they do another Hitchhiker's Guide? Uh, for example, uh, remember that. So, yeah. Right. But that that almost goes with the point, right? Because they're putting them out over the radio. And they are radio plays. And the internet. No, I was going to say that they they put them out through their iPlayer or whatever they use. Yeah, but so. they're, I mean, BBC also yeah. has. Because I had to use a VPN to play them. I wanted to listen to it. So. Right. But they, they have the ability to actually put them out over the radio. And chances are they do. Put yeah. them out over the radio. All right, but I'm down off that soapbox now. It's very got my nosebleed up there, so I had to come back down again. I don't. I don't think you're off of it. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. It's a. It's a hurt that lingers. Larry, I'm not convinced. Larry, you, you hurt me so. Not bitter so, yeah. at all. Not bitter at all. Not bitter at all. Did I mention anything about Conan O'Brien this week? No. Let's stop it. Don't. Oh, no. no more of that. I like Conan. Let's leave him alone. All right. Let's go to the main mission with an appropriate sound effect. Let's, let's indeed. Since one of the episodes that Craig and I watched was uh, with Mr. Ataz, I think we'll use the Atavacron. Ooh, very nice. Have, Have we been, been properly prepared? Though? Yeah. We are now oh, we prepared. Had, yeah, we had to laugh because we saw the, the lights from the M5 about th- three mm-hmm. different episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Including the whole computer, right? Yes. And then the, Gar- Gary Sevens. Computer showed up in Mr. Ataz's library. It's like, hey. Yep, yep. I liked how Spock was like admiring. I've never it. seen one of these before. Wait, <laughs> are these somehow episodes... this seems really familiar? Are, are these out of order? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at every series that had a season this year in 2023. And that would be Picard and Strange New Worlds, and Lower Decks. Plus, we're going to lump in the five very short treks. And each of us has picked out what we think is our favorite episode from each of those seasons of those shows. Oh, I thought you wanted my favorite song by the four seasons. Uh, we could do that too, but we can't have you sing it. So Darn that's going to be kind of here. weird. Turn, turn, turn. Let's go. That was yeah. the birds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought sorry, that was an Alfred Hitchcock head. movie. <laughs> it just popped in my head. So sorry. confused. Yeah. All right. So why don't we start? Let's start with uh, Chuck. What is your first pick? We're going to go through Picard first. So through Picard. I'm going with the 
ninth episode from that season okay. called Vox. Because I thought this is where they made the big reveal that we've been building up to all year of what's wrong with Jack, mm-hmm. what's behind the red door. What's wrong with Jack? What's wrong with Why, Jack? How, how, did the, how did the changelings fit into this? And, oh my gosh, it's the Borg. And if you're under 25, you've been assimilated. So I, I thought that, and then they end, of course, with the scene with the Enterprise D coming out of mothballs. And then, of course, the final episode would be the whole finale and then epilogue, 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 epilogue. Yeah, so right. uh, I really enjoyed nine, actually, as the best one. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, let's see. I got I to gotta maneuver two things here at the same time. Diane, uh, was, Diane's probably uh, looking at our ratings now going, that ain't what you said last time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at your, I'm looking at your Picard numbers, buddy. <laughs> right. But that's the thing we, we even talk about at the time. It's like, well, you have it when you're watching it. And then six months you're, later, a year later, it, yeah. five years later. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it at those points? Right. Yeah, I the like way, Voyager a lot more than I used to. The, the way we felt about Deep Space Nine back in the 90s is totally different than how we feel about it today. So I'm going to go with episode number four, which is the no win scenario. And let's face it. <laughs> nice picture. He picks the stash wick from yeah. the bird. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> because of, because of not only uh, this scene with uh, uh, Shaw, uh, Captain Shaw, but what that really represented and having Jack, have this, you know, have this revealed to him about what his father had done. Uh, I just felt like we never had gotten really any consequences external. So Picard has lots of internal consequences, but never any external consequences. The closest we got with that was his confrontation with Cisco. Yeah. So I, I really like this episode for a couple of reasons and but it really centers to me around this whole section in the bar from the time that that uh, jack and picard come in and the conversation is very surface level Mm -hmm. to the way it ends with picard just like walking out saying no no i understand and he just it just leaves and you know shows a great line you know at some point being a blank you know well uh, the whole the uh you're you're referring to the whole wolf three five nine yes mm-hmm. yeah that was no he was referring to the delegation with the guy who couldn't speak right <laughs> no the whole three wolf three five nine uh speech that he gave I thought that was very powerful you know yeah especially when he he get you see him get emotional and he hits the uh the that bar even mm-hmm. and kind of you know kind of makes you go oh you know during the uh during this little speech it's awesome so hopefully they're playing that that scene up. If when they talking about the awards that he's yeah for. yeah oh he was a great character I swear all right what about you Craig what about for Picard what's your um, of choice I kind of feel after listening to y'all I feel like this is probably I, I don't know why I feel like this is a little shallow but uh, it's it's not num- I enjoyed number nine but episode ten uh, I really like because you get to see them all on the bridge and everybody's doing their thing. Uh, there you get to see the enterprise fly around like the millennium Falcon going into the death star <laughs> with, you know, seeing it do its thing was amazing in itself. So let's take a moment and acknowledge that. I think, 
uh, Beverly Crusher is grown and she's uh, obviously in control of all these. She can just out of fire weapons. You see Picard uh, really accept his, his role as a, a father now because he, he tells Jack, I'll, I'll stay here. You know, if that, if you won't leave, uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. And, but he did all that as a father, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, Ralphie got, uh, uh, Ralph got, um, a redemption at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so did seven to a, to a degree and kind of brought everything to together. Pilot. What's that? We get to see a backdoor pilot. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And of course, yeah, you see Q show up at the end. So, uh, I really enjoyed, uh, episode 10. All right. Listener Diane just ponied <laughs> up. Highest rated equals Craig, no win, Vox, nine. Chuck, right. no win, nine. Clinton, no win, Vox, last gen, 8.5. Okay. So it sounds like we were picking episodes that we had, we had rated highly. <laughs> to right. With, which is good. Yeah. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if in hindsight, when you've seen the entire series, You've had a chance to mull it over and you're going back in seeing it anew that you think about things differently now that you know the big picture and really have a chance to what stuck with you and what didn't something that seemed like really important at the time. Well, that might've been something that had a reveal later on and you went, Oh, well, that was a nothing burger. And I, that I don't even think about that anymore. There were, right. there were still a number of good lines that I'd forgotten about that I thought were funny then and still think they're funny oh. when I watch it again. Like I've never been happier to see so many wrinkles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Right. I hope we die oh. quickly. <laughs> that was the other thing uh, I meant to mention was Worf had a lot of great uh, one liners in that last episode too. When he was yeah. awake. And yeah. Was oh yeah. And that was the, that was the funniest part. Start snoring. That was awesome. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to Strange New Worlds Season 2 that also was this year. And we will uh, again begin with Chuck. Okay. I'm picking Episode 7, Those Old Scientists, which is the live action crossover with Lower Decks. That's a favorite of mine, too. That turned out so good. And yeah, I this was one of those that, like the musical had potential to go horribly wrong, but didn't. Mm-hmm. They they did very good. I mean, they respected the the Lower Decks characters and how they wove that into Strange New Worlds. And I, I thought it came across very funny, yet very, you know, very Strange New Worlds. They had a problem they had to solve. Uh, lots of great scenes. You know, you even get to hear Boimler do his scream when he's in the yes. lab. You know, there's... There's a lot of good moments in that show. Uh, and just when you think they've solved the problem, it gets worse. <laughs> because you know, Mar- Mariner, Mariner now comes through. <laughs> I'll save you. <laughs> so, Even Spock had a good couple moments because he was like doing that stupid grin. You know, yeah. the creepy grin. Does he always yeah. do that? <laughs> so I found, I found out that um, in the scene where they, they have actually uh oh boy and i can't can't remember the 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 element that's in the old nx01 deuterium no I'm, that's that's on all stories so um when they're in the briefing room talking about it in oh you're talking about saying, the stuff that they need to shield from yeah the, yeah the, the, that, the, the, so they yeah. said there's a piece of it so uh boimler says that uh you know we went through the museum and you know of course mariner wanted to go no i hate i hated it i didn't want to go at all and 
Yeah. But then it reveals about, well, there'd be some of this stuff in the ship. And great. So we have to was it get to the entire ship to find it. it was, no, you know, Mariner says, I was paying attention, you know, which is unusual. And Spock's line where he says, it is funny because, you know, she does not usually pay attention. <laughs> that was the line that Tawny wrote. And she was going to say it herself. And Jonathan said, I think it would be funnier if Spock said it. And she said, yes, it absolutely would be. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was right because that line clack, cracks me up every single time. It's just this observation about it is funny because, you know. Yeah. Well, it, it almost throws back to uh, one of the very short tracks. It is mm -hmm. funny because he used to have legs. You know, that's yes. just the way Spock delivers his line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I will go next then. And right. my pick is um, Ad Astra per Aspera. I almost yeah. picked that, partly that because Garrett Wong gave me a big sticker at Dragon Con that says that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's an interesting reason to choose, but I mean, Wait, to have a. He did that during the strike? To have a, uh, to have a, a great uh, courtroom drama is. Difficult in science fiction. Star Trek has done it a couple of times. We we certainly know the times that they've done it. And yep. this was right up there with them. This was, you could put this next to Measure of a Man and um, drawing a blank on the one from uh, the original series with. Um, with uh, Pike. No, 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 no. With um, Spock and well, Pike. Well, yeah, Menagerie as well. But I'm thinking about yeah. the one, uh, Sam Cogley, the one that Sam Cogley's in. Oh. So this really. It had a great bit. It was not one that had side quests. It was very directly just about this subject. And I yep. and I really, really liked it for that. Okay. What about you, Craig? G ginormous right. sticker that won't fit on my laptop. <laughs> Wolf and no, Wolf in the Fold. No, Wolf in the Fold is the one that is no, that's that's Scotty being accused of being Jack the Ripper. Right. The one I'm talking about is where Kirk is accused of jettisoning the oh. pod that Finney is in, but yes, Wolf in the Fold as well. Okay. Um, sorry, Craig. That's all right. Uh, so I'm going to go with, uh, some space Rhapsody. I got to okay. go. With I one. knew he was going to pick that one. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I, as I mentioned before, I've never really been into musicals. So I, what, as Chuck was saying, you know, there's potential, this wasn't going to be great. And I was kind of bracing myself for it. And I ended up loving it. And I've listened to the soundtrack, you know, lots of times in the car. So uh, it really made an impact on me. I, I loved it. So, and everybody was on point, uh, except for him, uh, you know, in Benga, he, he didn't really sing much. <laughs> well, he said he didn't sing and he yeah. didn't sing. So that's he was, right. That, he was that, himself, you know. <laughs> I think I saw him sing like one little line. That was it. But uh, so yeah, this was, uh, this was a highlight for sure. So this is my favorite. Absolutely. It was, it was one of my uh, options as well. Um, I, I think all three that we mentioned were on my list at one point of what yeah. to choose. So it was a strong season overall. Oh, well, yeah. As far as the season goes by far, it was great. I think they, they kind of nailed everything for the most part. Yeah. It was a hard choice with strange new worlds. Yeah. Well, we're going to move on to our next series, which was season four. And it's kind of bouncing around. We had season three of Picard, season two of Strange New Worlds, and this is season four 
of Star Trek Lower Decks. So we're going to pick our favorite episode out of there, and we will begin again with Chuck. I'm picking episode two. I have no bones, yet I must flee. Oopsie. That's the one. (laughs) I thought that was just such a wonderful new character or beast to introduce into canon. (laughs) Yet it was done in a very lower decks way. Like, wait. Isn't this thing cute? It'll drink your bones. How do you drink your bones? That's right. And yeah, it was it was still tied up in the whole debacle of you know the the downside is oh man, Mariner's still on this destructive trail. Yeah. Uh yeah. but it led us a little further down that path as well. So I had a good time with that one. Who doesn't love Moopsie? Behind anyway, glass. When they're not terrified by <laughs> right. Moopsie, that is. That's like, yeah. I love, I love what? I love a winter snowstorm in Chicago on my TV. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. I will go next. My, right. I, my pick. Oh, go ahead. Did you have something? No, else? I said, all right. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Mine is Caves. Yeah. It was this episode that came very late in the season and probably at the time of going, this seems like a strange time to be like stopping the story that's going on. So again, this is like in retrospect, now looking at it individually, not thinking about it in the flow of the, of the episodes, you got all these different stories while you had a frame story. That was an interesting frame story had references back to TOS. Oh my gosh. As well. And and the animated series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, this, this was a, and, and, the, to, and the other got, big reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rutherford had a kid. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Is that the reveal? Was, yeah. Yeah. The, well, that that took everybody's surprise, including all of us going, oh, what? <laughs> I like how I just talked about it like it was no big deal. Yeah. Right. Eh. Oh, didn't I mention that? No, yeah. you yeah. didn't mention that. Dr. Tiana yeah. and I had a baby. How do you not mention that? <laughs> right. So it, to me, it was just a, a very nice, and everybody got their own little bit to do. And I, I just felt like it, as a standalone, which this definitely was, it don't even mention anything about what's going on with the other ships. It's a standalone episode. It comes across really, really well. Yeah, it was good. Was and good. what about you, Craig? Um, I'm going to go with uh, episode 10 of Lower Decks, uh, Old Friends, New Planets. At had obviously it was not hard to see that it had very high uh con vibes mm-hmm. <laughs> in it uh i did think the well, it wasn't revealed by this point really but right at the end of the previous episode about nick Licardo, and i was like oh my god really they're really pulling one out you know it's kind of a deep cut uh pulling him out um but i thought that was hilarious i loved it yeah, we talked about. Uh, I think it was. I think you weren't here at the last episode. We talked about this one. I listened to it. I listened okay. to the show. Okay. Well, I know you were in Germany, so I wasn't sure if you had a yeah. chance to. You know, like, I think season five ought to be all about the wrath of Bailey. I want to get my due. <laughs> no, I think need, I, it's going to be Gucci. It's all going to be about Gucci. This. You need, we need to get Mike McMahon on here and pitch that one. We do. We do. Absolutely. We should just get him on here to just play an old pitch. I'll anything. Just, I'll just send him the MP3 I made years ago. I'm sure it's just as funny now. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> right. All right. I enjoyed this episode. I yeah. thought it was good. 
Yeah, I um, and it was nice at the very beginning of the episode. The thing I was referring to is that we actually do see all five members of of Delta <clears throat> Squadron mm-hmm. uh, for a second, a uh, split second, and blinking will miss it. But you know, including you have, Wesley. Yeah, you have Wesley in there as well, yeah. which was yeah. uh, you know. A fun little thing to have. <laughs> well, he's trying to figure stuff. He's looking through the books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's great. Oh, he's such a, such a Wesley. Yeah. Shut All up, right. Wesley. Now we decided, I decided that we would also include the one and probably only season of very short treks. And there's only five of these as opposed to 10 of everything else. But Let's see what we think is our favorite episode out of those. And if anybody says number three, we're going to talk later. All right, let's. Uh, There's, we're going to be short one. Uh, I, st- next time. I still can't believe that the animated series is 50 years old. It's just another, yeah. another milestone. Going, You're getting old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw that. Uh, the, <clears throat> the animated series. Like what? There's, there's animated Star Trek. You know, I just was enamored by it when I was a kid. Well, what did you think was your favorite very short trek, Chuck? Mine was Walk, Don't Run. So I thought this was a wonderful tribute to the original oh, yeah. characters, blending in all the current characters, uh, you know, running around with their pants off and what I was always fun. <laughs> yeah, there were some okay. funny moments in there, yet it was a nice, a nice callback and sort of set up to like, this is this is what it's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was fun to see that, that mix of things and to have, again, to have the voices of who you could have there actually be there. I mean, they obviously had uh, other voices for some of the people, but to have George there, well, in this shot here, you have George and you have Jonathan and you have um, Noel in, in the shot. So it's, uh, I I wish that, uh, that Tendy was in the animated style of the rest of the, (laughs) the TOS versions. You know, instead of being like like herself. No, yeah. that was part of the joke, though. You have those big round eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Was, well, at least yeah. we have color in our eyes. <laughs> right. We're not right. just dots drawn onto our skulls. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh my goodness! All right, I'm gonna go with I, I tossed up there, but I decided to go with holograms all the way down. Good uh, one. Yeah, that was that was a close call for me too. Because, oh my god, it's so meta. Yeah, this one, because this one included everything. It, it was another riff on the same joke, but this one took it and said, look, it, we're here to celebrate 50 years of Trek animation. We're going to show all the things, and then we'll go above and beyond that. We're going to show all the variations of Trek as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's the only one that Prodigy is in, maybe because you know one of the producers of Prodigy wrote it, but... Uh, yeah. It, right. it just is a little bit of everything and everybody's using the correct phrases. Like it's always a great thing right. when you have an episode that remembers, Oh, that's right. It's not it a holiday. It have a holodeck right. on the enterprise in the animated series, but it wasn't called the holodeck and make reference to um, uh, what's it? The, not the Joker, the, um, but the, the character that was, you know, making fun of everybody in that episode, a practical Joker. Uh, so I just, it was. I thought they didn't quite stick the landing with the, uh, the the mutant pieces of everybody kind of at the very end. I thought oh, that was the big eh, meatball. A little, yeah, a little weird. Oh, but yeah. 
But I, I was willing to accept that because I just thought the rest of it was so brilliant that you would just keep doing that stop. And it's a hologram within a hologram within a hologram within yeah. a hologram. That was, that was hilarious. It was starting to give me, it was starting to hurt my head. <laughs> yeah. That far it, it felt, you know, very much like uh, a Monty Python sketch where they just, they keep building, building, and then they just go over the edge mm-hmm. and they're like, oh man, it just, they're, they're, they're not stopping on this thing. <laughs> right. All right. What about you, Craig? All right. I'm going with holiday party. Okay. I think it's, I think they did such a good job making Spock awkward, you know, uh, when he delivered a joke and I wanted to laugh, but at the same time you're watching him just flail, just his eyes go yeah. back and forth. And just you know, the horrified I, look in everybody else's face, you know, for <laughs> Spock. That's, clips. That's and I love the screenshot you got here, Clinton with the mop. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to do a live. I will blooper. show you. Yeah, I will show you now. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought this was hilarious. Although, as you pointed out a few times, there were several other ones that kind of followed the same, uh, you know, kind of beat. You know, copy this one a little bit. Not copy this one, but there were several episodes that kind of mirrored each other the way they played out. Right, you would do and, the joke multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. It but, was funny the first time did, with skin a cat. You know, it was like, it was novel. It was, it was kind of funny as they went deeper that and one deeper I thought into was funny too. Yeah. But it yeah, just, he said, Oh, it's like skin and a cat. What? <laughs> Morass is offended. Like, Oh, I got bigger fish to fry. What? You, what? you fried yeah. fish? And then they, they got into, what was it? The guy who had a screw. Okay. Your panties in a bunch. Yeah. Alien with a screw for a head. Ah. <laughs> uh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. So, so those... there were some good, there were some high spots and there were some low spots with the very short tracks. Yes. Sure. And everybody gets to live because nobody picked number three. Who are you people? Oh, wait, let me <laughs> change my, the let me cast change members my... like the, the dumbass face. Like, wait, <laughs> how long have you been? Yeah. I'm going to change mine to number three. Actually. No, <laughs> no. The voting is closed. Sorry. <laughs> Right. By the way, if you're wondering, it would have been the same image when we talked about the episode before. Just the Enterprise circling the planet. That's that's <laughs> yeah. all you're going to get for that episode. Right. Ugh. All right. Well, those are our picks for the best of 2023. And next time around, we're going to have the fun. That's in air quotes, I guess, of seeing how we did with our predictions for this year at the end of last year. And our predictions for next year oh my exactly note and to I self make some predictions yeah so we will we will we'll see how we did this time around because the landscape has changed since we made those predictions well, so well and and we got to think about what's coming in 2024 we don't know a whole lot other than discovery no we get discovery we get season five of lower decks and we get season two of prodigy okay well, that's enough to keep us prognosticating. And yeah, the, don't forget, we still got books to review. Right. So, um, I'm almost the thing we don't the, the thing we don't know about Prodigy uh, yet is we know they're going to because there's no reason not to. I'm sure they'll just dump all the episodes for season one right. on Netflix because they've already premiered on another service. There's no reason not to. But we don't know if they'll just. Because all the episodes will be done at that point, whether they'll just dump all of season two at once or whether they will 
dole it out or, you know, half a season like they did on Paramount Plus and we we just don't know. So we'll yeah. we'll find that out sometime next pre- year. You know what uh, as much as it's fun to binge stuff, uh I actually appreciate more watching it week to week. I agree. Some things. I agree. Yeah. It's the way Trek was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> Radio plays were meant to be. <laughs> Thank you, Nicholas Meyer. I know what we can do during the gap. We Mind can. It? Uh, so I don't know if you listened to the Delta Flyers with Garrett Wong and Robert Duncan McNeil, that they started out their podcast uh, three years ago or so, and they went through every episode of Voyager. They would they watched it, and then they came back with their commentary, and they did a very much play by play, and yeah. gave their opinions and some back behind the scenes things. Well, they ran out of that in July. And then the strike came up, so they started talking to various actors and contributing writers and et cetera, et cetera. They just got back on the horse because they can now talk about it. Right. They're, they're, they're recording several weeks in advance, so to them, the writer's strike just ended. Well, they they're, had, doing, they're having um, Walter on, right? They had Terry Farrell and Armin Sherman join them for The Emissary. They're going through Deep Space Nine now, episode by episode. Yep. So oh, somebody else, some some other podcast um, has Walter on and they're going through the TOS episodes. I think we should do a recap play-by-play of their podcast doing a play-by-play of a... Oh, holograms know, all the way down. You know, you know, the funny thing is that the first convention, no, the second convention I went to with Mystery Science Theater, uh, people were there and somebody said, would you ever do an episode where... You and the bots are watching you and the bot. an episode of Mystery Science Theater, and and Joel repeated. So you want us to riff on our own to, riffs to be watching ourselves and comment? And he said no. And over the course of the past couple of years, they have done episodes for the the Gizmoplex, where they watch an episode of mystery science theater and are making comments over it. So it's like, never say never to anything. That's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the right. thing is the, I was the emissary a two parter. Was it a, was it a long, I think it was pilot? a long episode. It was the, it was, it was the premiere. Uh, so it's probably it was it was two hours. Okay. Yeah. Cause because you've got more hosts, it takes more time. That, that was over a two hour episode. So, and they went into some long stories with Armin and Terry and who got hired first and all this kind of stuff. Um, so the more hosts you add, the longer it gets. And I thought it was longer than the original show. So if we do this, it has to be longer than their show because everything has to add on. Oh, dear me. Because oh. <laughs> everybody wants a longer topic as track. <laughs> That's right. We're going to do a reaction podcast. Yes, there we go. Hmm. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. Oh, that was fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Pause. I didn't know that. I saw I Armin Shimmerman on the cruise. Let me tell you what we did. <laughs> it's a it was a double length episode, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll consider that, but we're gonna I'm gonna be discussing some things with Chuck and Craig about some plans for what we will be doing in the next couple of episodes until the uh, undisclosed meetings action. again. Yes. Miss staff meetings. You know what happens. Yeah. But until then, you can find me, Clinton, 
over at comedyforecast.com. Just finished up the big story for 2023. And you can go over and now, speaking about binging, you can binge that entire 20-part story if you want to. Oh, I'm just and kidding. To, <laughs> and to do that, you just go to comedyforecast.com slash 2023. Ooh, and that takes you to episode one right there. Nice. And who speaks for you guys? Go ahead, Chuck. Okay. You can find us anywhere you search for Technorama Podcast. You'll find us on YouTube and Facebook and Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you find podcasts, Technorama Podcast will get us there. Don't just search yeah. for Technorama or you get the Swiss Science Institute. <laughs> yeah. We're we like a bad rash. We're everywhere. <laughs> Again, TMI. TMI. <laughs> All right, well, time to hit the theme, boys. That one. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend about it and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on the site formerly known as Twitter, at The Topic is Trek. Visit our Facebook page or visit thetopicistrek.com. Until next time, on behalf of Chuck Craig and myself, I'm Clinton, thanking you for listening. And as we always say here on The Topic is Trek, don't... don't. Put on the the red red shirt. No, really, don't watch that episode three. Don't, just don't.